Hiya, and welcome to another episode of The Jewel Case with me, John Darcy. On this week's episode, we're going to do something a little bit different. Instead of me interviewing one artist in a sort of long sit-down chat, I am going to be talking to a bunch of people because this weekend, Saturday the 22nd of October, Belfast's artist studios are opening their doors and allowing the general public in to take a look at how artists work, where they work and what they get up to. It's all called Belfast Open Studios Day and it's organised by Visual Artists Ireland. So I thought this would be a good opportunity to chat to some of the artists and studios who are going to be involved, give you a bit of a preview of what's going to happen on the Saturday and also look forward to a speed networking event that they're going to be running in November. So just to give you a bit of a heads up of what's coming up on the episode, I'll be chatting to Deirdre Morrissey from Creative Exchange Art Studios in East Belfast. Then I'll be chatting to Trina Hobson from Lombard Studios in the centre of the town. Also, I'll be chatting to Richard Davis, who's been working at Digital Art Studios on Hill Street. And finally, Michael Hanna and Jacqueline Holt, who are current artists in residence at the MAC as part of their Moving Image group but also Michael will be at Platform Studios for the Open Studios Day as well. But to kick us off, I thought the best person to talk to about all this would be uh, one of the people who has organised the whole thing. It's Rob Hilkin from Visual Artists Ireland. He's the Northern Ireland Manager of VAI and uh, I just went over to his office and asked him to tell me all about Belfast Open Studios. So I am in the Cathedral Quarter in Belfast. Well, I think it's the Cathedral Quarter. You know, the, the boundary of the Cathedral Quarter is constantly sort of changing and morphing in my mind. Uh, and I am in the offices of Visual Artists Ireland, VAI, and I'm joined by Rob Hilkin. How are you doing, Rob? Very well indeed. Thanks for having me in your lovely office here. It is like an artist studio in here. You know, it's, it's quite messy. <laughs> <laughs> That's messy because we're in the middle of planning what you've come here to talk to me about, which is the um, a fantastic Belfast Open Studios event, um, which is going to be happening this Saturday um, in studios all across Belfast. It's really exciting. I think it's a really good opportunity to also just not only visit the studios, but realize that they're there in the first place, because a lot of people maybe don't really know that there's so many artists working in Belfast making work. Absolutely. I mean, there's um, over 150 artists working in studio groups in the city centre, some of them right next to the bus stop where people get the bus to work. Um, There's many, many more artists working from their own homes across the city as well. It's a really vibrant scene where artists live and work. And this is a great opportunity to not only find out about what artists are working, but see what they're currently working on, work that they might not have shown. Um, not all artists manage to show their work in exhibitions in Belfast, so it's about uncovering the hidden talents that the city has to offer. And we have a, a, quite a smorgasbord, but maybe you can sort of give us a little... Uh a hint of some of the studios people might want to check out. Yeah, I mean, it'd be unfair to single out any studios in particular, but um, some of the bigger studio groups are QSS on Bedford Street near the Movie House Cinema on the Dublin Road. Um, They have about... 30 artists working out of out of the studios there we have uh, flax and orchid studios um up near the golden thread gallery in the cathedral quarter the heaven um, and a number of about 24 experienced artists working out of those two studio groups both in the same building there so you can see two studios in in one visit mm. um, we have platform arts which is a really great kind of artist-led organization um 
they're not a funded organization they came together to to do something um creative and contemporary without having the the burden of uh, government backing and things so they're an exciting group to go and see um, but we have some studios have just three artists or five artists and the studios all across right from west belfast we have spectrum artist studios and the artists at conway mill um, Shankill and Falls Road, those two. Um, right across to the other end of the city with Creative Exchange Artist Studios on the Newton Isles Road in East Belfast. So, I mean, artists literally live every in every part of the city. So the Belfast Open Studios Day that's brought together by Visual Artists Ireland, which... I guess the, the Belfast office and the Belfast base for that is kind of fairly recent in the grand scheme of things. Tell us a bit more about VAI and what you sort of maybe do on a more general level. So VAI have been an organisation that has existed since the early 80s. Um, originally the Sculptor Society of Ireland, um, but um, broadened our remit to cover all visual arts, so painting, performance art, film, video. Um, all of these kind of things are covered by what we, what we do. We're an all-of-Ireland organisation, so our head office is in Dublin, and then um, for the last couple of years, we've had a Belfast office. Um, we exist to support professional artists overcome hurdles in their careers, such as um, how to price your work, how to do your tax returns, how to think about health and safety in your studio, um, to, how to market your work, how to liaise with galleries, how to work with galleries, how to meet curators, how to do networking, all of the things that you need to do when you're a professional artist. Um, being a professional artist is quite can be quite a solitary thing to do. Um, you don't have an office full of people that are working towards one goal. So um, as an organisation, we try to help overcome that sense of isolation by putting on events throughout the year where artists can come together and learn from each other. Um, I guess one of the key things is the newsletters that you release quite regularly, which sort of highlight these events. You know, I, I guess it's, yeah, it's encouraging that sense of community with all of these artists who are maybe working in different pockets, be it in, say, Belfast or in Dublin or, or more rural areas around Ireland? Absolutely. The news service is one of the essential things that we provide. And I think we've got something like 18,000 people subscribed to mm -hmm. our to our e-bulletin now, which goes out on a weekly basis to artists around the world, actually, um, highlighting events that are happening all across Ireland, exhibitions, opportunities, open calls, this kind of thing. And we also produce our printed newspaper that comes out six times, six times a year that you can pick up in galleries or you can, if you join VAI as a member, you get it in the post um, and all of these things, yeah, as, as you quite rightly say, help bring artists together and so that they are more connected and, not, and less isolated. And you're quite right about mentioning rural locations. I mean, we do lots of work in, in um, the Causeway Coast and Glens region, in Derry, and right the way across through to the Ards Peninsula and then all the way down as far as Kerry and Cork. Maybe you're an artist listening to this and you actually didn't know that VII existed Visual Artists Ireland, how do you get in touch and sign up to the newsletter and all that sort of thing? Because maybe you're missing out on all of these open calls and commission opportunities by not realising that they're there. Absolutely, yeah. We have there's we actually have two separate websites. We have a, a website that is more focused on what we do in, in the north of, north of Ireland, um, which is visualartists.org.uk. Um, and we also have a one which is um, for the Republic of Ireland, but it actually there's information on both that is suitable for everybody, and that's visualartists.ie. Um, but if you Google Visual Artists Ireland, you'll find find our website, and you can sign up to the e-bulletin from either of those websites. And Rob, you're Northern Ireland manager of VAI, 
And uh, I actually remember you were working in our space gallery in Lisburn and uh, they were very sorry to see you go. Your hours had to get less and less because you got more and more involved with the AI. What, what, what's your sort of job on a day-to-day basis and how have you uh, sort of seen the coordination of the open studios come to full fruition here? It's good that you mentioned our space gallery because um, I'm an artist also myself and having that perspective of what it feels like to work in a gallery as well as being an artist means that I can provide support to artists who um, are looking for information about both being an artist and working with galleries. So I think it's really important for VAI to remain connected with organizations such as galleries and um, the Arts Council and all of the important bodies. As to Belfast Open Studios, I suppose I've been in the role now as Northern Northern Ireland Manager for VAI for two and a half years and I was really keen to see a big event that just focused on the visual arts in the city and it focused on the visual artists rather than on an exhibition. Um, And it's about the people who are working in the city rather than sometimes an exhibition might be from an artist who's come from further afield exhibiting Mm -hmm. here. So we wanted to come up with an event here that brought the artists together, brought um, kind of enhanced the sense of community within the artist community that does already exist but built on it and give something that artists can use as a platform to invite others to the city um, such as curators and um, things that hopefully makes creates opportunities for the artists here. Uh, obviously on the day of Saturday 22nd of October on the Belfast Open Studios Day where the general public can visit studios see what artists get up to the artists themselves are going to be in their own studio all day, uh, you know, meeting and greeting. And for, I guess for that reason, you organize a couple of events in advance to help the artists in the city network, get to know each other, put the names to the faces. And uh, they've been going on the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we started on the 6th of October with um, what we called a studio fair at the Black Box. And we had um, about 15 organizations, which were studio groups, galleries and groups from further afield so we had groups from Marmar and from Bangor come down um, and then people who were gen- just interested in coming and meeting people who maybe hadn't met anybody before who were maybe had felt like they couldn't go up to people at exhibition openings and introduce themselves so we wanted to provide a really informal relaxed way for people to come and find out a bit more about what's happening in the city and it was a great time for the studios to come together and meet each other as well because when you're in your studio you're generally thinking about your own work all the time and it's really hard to get out and and network and meet people who are essentially your colleagues so that was really great and then the other event that we had was um, also at the black box which was um, an event called Preparing for Studio Visits. And this was really kind of helping artists think about who they might want to invite themselves to come to the studios. And I'm talking really about curators and gallerists and people like that and people who can facilitate them having an exhibition of their own work further down the line. And this is one of the key things that Belfast Open Studios was really... Um, designed to do was to give artists a platform to invite people to the city to come and come and see the studios and when you've got an opportunity to invite a a curator and you can say you come and visit 150 artists in in a day it's more appealing than them saying just come and visit me in a day one of our jobs at VAI is to help artists create opportunities for themselves and it's about getting their work out there and it's it's not always just about showing in Belfast or in Northern Ireland it's about showing all across Ireland and across the UK and um One of the other events that's going to happen after the main open day on the 22nd um, is a a day called Speed Curating. 
And it's going to be a really fun event. We've got 10 curators coming from, I think we've got three from England coming over. We've got some from the Republic of Ireland and some from across Northern Ireland. And artists will be able to kind of move around the room and have 15-minute chats with them all in a kind of speed dating uh, environment. It's, it's fun, high energy, um, quite uh, intimidating for a lot of people, but it's, <laughs> uh, it works. I mean, people do get exhibitions because of these speed, uh, speed curating events. Well, if you had to tell someone from uh, London or uh, Paris about the Belfast art scene? What, what would you sort of, how would you characterize it? That's a incredibly difficult, I think. I guess Belfast got a, a tight network of artists and has done for many, many years. I think because Belfast doesn't necessarily have um, a massive commercial market, there aren't, there aren't really very many big collectors. There aren't many galleries where you can buy local artists' work, especially contemporary art. I think because of those reasons, artists in Belfast certainly and across Northern Ireland, um, especially contemporary artists, don't necessarily think about making work that is designed to be for sale. So that's made artists edgier, I think, here and a bit more experimental. So they might be more interested in creating an immersive sound installation or um, a, a three-channel video installation where you walk into the gallery and you've just got projectors and lights and everything everywhere. So I think it does make really exciting work being in Belfast. I think um, because studio rent is not expensive in Belfast, it's some, some studios are a tenth of the price of studios in Dublin. So that means you can afford to be making more experimental work here. So you're not, you don't have these massive overheads, so you have to constantly make work that people want to buy. Um, and I think recently, over the last few years, there's been a great deal of exchange between artists in Belfast and with the rest of Ireland. So there's a lot of travel and conversation between Belfast and Dublin now, um, whereas maybe a few years ago there hadn't been so much. So there is a lot of energy getting shared between the cities and I think that's been really healthy for both Belfast and Dublin. For you, what is it that's kept you in Belfast and Northern Ireland sort of on a wider level? I think all of these things, it's, it has the energy of somewhere like Berlin um, where people... In Berlin, the energy is sustained by low living costs and just an abundance of creativity. And I think that's what people see similar here. And um, it's actually, I won't say it's easy to make things happen here because it's definitely not. But um, there are opportunities here for anybody who wants to to get um, their work seen. And um, that isn't the case in London. It's really hard to get an exhibition when you're living in a really big city like that. It's not even the case in Dublin so much, but Belfast, you can make things happen here. And because everybody knows each other, everybody's supportive of that kind of, that willingness to, to share and make things happen for each other, which I find really exciting. And I think that the Open Studios, not only the day, but these workshops that you've been doing in advance of it, and also the speed networking workshops that's going to take place after it all of that helps that sense of community and, and you know everyone gets inspired by seeing everyone else you know for me um the most inspiring thing for me is to see other people's work and get chatting to them and then think, oh, I really need to make more good work now, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and actually that's a really nice thing to just bring it back to what you're going to experience on the day. And um, you get to a studio and 
if you've never been to a studio before, you don't quite know what to expect. So we've brought in a, a, a sponsor. We've got Suki Tea has been our sponsor for the last three years now. And they're giving everybody a cup of Suki Tea when you walk in the door. So it's immediately a kind of welcoming, hello, welcoming environment. Um, and then you're free to kind of wander around. And not all of the artists are going to be in all the studios all day, but you'll be able to have a nosy round. Um, You'll see things like sketches that they work on that are never shown in exhibitions. You'll see how artists go from an idea through to a finished product. So it's a really, it's a generous thing the artists are doing is to let mm. somebody have a peek at this kind of usually very private process that they go through. And um, so that's really exciting. Uh, it's, it's something I'm actually really interested in. I love seeing how other people work. And that process really, maybe that's the voyeur in me. <laughs> Just really, uh, there's, there's, it's, you learn a little something with every collaboration and every even just an insight into like a conversation with someone, but seeing someone's working space and environment and maybe getting a little insight on what they do on a day-to-day -day basis that can only give you more sort of inspiration on, or maybe just a little, you know, a different angle to maybe look at things in your own practice. Absolutely. And you, I mean, if you go, if you manage to get around all the studios, which is virtually impossible in one day, you'd see 150 different working processes. So um, it reassures people that there is no right way of doing things, that everything is possible. And you'll go into some studios and everything will be neatly in boxes and all lined up and tidy and very <laughs> meticulous. And then you'll go into other studios where there's just paint everywhere and um, just this kind of abandoned nature of the studio, which is wonderful. I love seeing the difference there and people with paint on their clothes and some people still in their shirts, you know. It's, uh, I'm looking forward to the studios that where an artist has clearly should have produced the experience and turned the studio into an installation for the day. Yeah, yeah, that's Creative Exchange Studios. So they've got some some interesting things planned there. I'll not, uh, not spill too much, Deirdre. I'm sure I was going to talk about that. But um, they've got some incredibly creative um, artists working in Creative Exchange Studios in East Belfast from people working with video, photography, um, painting, uh, mm -hmm. sculpture, um, all sorts of people working. And they've got a ceramic artist working in there. So I think uh, that's one to watch, the Creative Exchange. So Rob, I guess it is a, going to be a myriad of experiences depending on which studios people actually make it round to on time. But uh, is there any sort of uh, parting uh, message you'd like to send to listeners who are thinking of going down to open studios on the weekend? Um, enjoy it. Um, it's uh, to be done at your own pace. Get as much out of it as you want to. There's no rules. You can just go along and have a chat. I think for somebody who's wanting something a little bit more um, substantial, then there's a great opportunity with the RUA exhibition having just opened. Um, and you can have a look for an artist in there that you might like. There might be a Belfast artist. You might even be able to go and visit their studio. So then there's a really nice link then from mm. somebody's work you see on the wall in, in, in the Ulster Museum to actually going and meeting them in their studio at the weekend. I think that uh, could be a lovely way to approach it. That is a great tip. I'm going to do that, actually. <laughs> Rob, thanks a million. Uh, Rob Hilkin from Visual Artists Ireland. I will see you on Saturday. Thanks, John. It's been a pleasure talking to you. So that was Rob Hilkin, the Northern Ireland manager of Visual Artists Ireland. Obviously, someone who's really passionate about the arts and about giving artists the help they need to become viable practitioners uh, who'll be able to make a living out of their work. Just looking at the website here, BelfastOpenStudios.com, you can visit that if you want to get a bit more information, maybe pick up a map 
um, that shows you pick up a map, <laughs> click on a map, <laughs> a Google map that will show you the locations, the pinpoints of all the studios around Belfast. And there are quite a lot. I was kind of surprised. They obviously knew a lot of the larger studios, but uh, there's some new ones. They keep cropping up. People keep moving around the city. And the, there is a range of studios right across from the east to the west uh, and all around the center as well. Um, so I'm just looking at a list actually alphabetically. We've got Array Studios, Artists at the Mill, Belfast Photo Factory, Belfast Print Workshop, Cathedral Studios, Digital Art Studios, Flax Art Studios, Lumbar Studios, MFA Fine Art Studios, that's at the Art College, Orchid Studios, Platform Arts, Pollen Studios, QSS on Bedford Street, Spectrum Artist Studios, and there's a bunch of independent artists on the map as well. One that I didn't mention on that list, and uh, I didn't mention it for a reason because I'm going to like professionally segue into the interview that I did with them here, uh, is the Creative Exchange Artist Studios. Now that's on the Newton Arge Road, and it's in sort of a big industrial estate, and uh, there's quite a few artists working in there. So I got in touch with Deirdre Morrissey, who is uh, one of the managers there, and she told me all about what they do there and what you can expect at Open Studios on Saturday. So I am here in Creative Exchange Artist Studios and I'm joined by Deirdre Morrissey. Deirdre, how are you? I'm great, thank you. So you've just welcomed me into the building and it is absolutely massive. Uh, it's probably the biggest artist studios I've been in, but I guess it needs to be because there's quite a lot of artists here. Yeah, I mean, we've got 16 artists here. And to be honest with you, I think this this space we have is actually too small for us. We could do it one actually twice the size. Um, I mean, we are here at Portview Trade Centre, so we have one of the units mm-hmm. um, in the space here. And we have divided it up as best we can in order to kind of accommodate all the artists. Um, but yeah, we could definitely do with with a much bigger space. But I'm sure that's a complaint of like most artist studios. You, know? you always want more. The, the ceiling is really high and uh, the, the studios are actually, I guess it's like the artistic version of like office space, really. It's just um, it's, separated by these white partitions. Yeah, it's I suppose, yeah, like open plan, in, which is nice in a way because it's similar to the setup that most people would have had in art college where, you know, you're kind of like a big open plan space, which is then separated partitioned into everyone's kind of separate area. The nice thing about that is that people have the privacy that they can like work away in their own studio, but they still know other people are there. So they can kind of go in and out of each other's studios and chat, which is a huge part of being part of an artist studio. So, you know, obviously lots of artists work from home or they've just one studio that's just, you know, in a shed or space by themselves. But the advantage of being part of a studio group is that you can have that kind of interaction with other people and chat and find out about openings and you know what I mean you have that kind of like I suppose it comes again this from art college when you would have like group crits and just the I suppose the support network of other artists. And you're the administrator here at the studios are you seeing that sort of on a day-to-day basis artists popping into each other's little rooms and yeah. uh, having a wee chat? They will like it does happen quite a lot like obviously some people will just come in and they'll be working away on something but I mean it it does happen and it also as well often leads to a lot of collaboration where people will end up working together so it is I think it's a positive. Is there a defining aesthetic that's shared across different artists here or is everyone much sort of doing their own thing? How would you define the artists? Everyone has. I mean, like there's like a range of practices here, you know. Um, we're certainly not a studio that's just defined by one artistic practice. Like we would have artists here that are painters, um, sculptors. We have Derek who runs um, his ceramic business from here. And um, we have artists that would have like a socially engaged practice. We have 
have printmakers, we have video artists, we have photographers, we have people who work um, digitally, people who work with sound. Um, so yeah, there's like a really broad range, performance artists as well. So like totally broad range of artists who practice. And uh, if people want to sort of have a, a, a deeper look into the practices, uh, sort of put a face to some of those names, creativeexchange.org.uk is the website. But obviously the best way is to come down on Belfast Open Studios Day and meet them in person. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it, it's the nice thing about that is you get to actually have a chat with people and you can see the inside of their studio and the kind of things that inspire them. Um, most of our artists will be here available to kind of chat to people and um, a lot of them will have their work on show in their studios. It's, it's just really about coming down and seeing how artists work and being able to talk to people and um, we'll also be, you know, we'll be bringing people around to different studios um, and I suppose as well the interesting thing is just to see like where studios are. Like we're here in an old linen mill, you know, in East Belfast. There's studios all over the city and the city centre that are over shops on little street corners in old dilapidated buildings. So I think that's the kind of the most interesting thing about open studios is actually going around the city and seeing this is where artists work. You know, we're lucky this is actually a really nice building. We have heating which lots of artist studios don't, which is totally amazing. Parking, there's security. Um, but you do, I mean, you will, as you walk around on the Open Studios Day, you will kind of get a sense of all the different sites where artist studios are. You're, you personally work between Belfast and Dublin, so you have um, a, a good sense of, I guess, the art scene in both cities. And uh, so your background in studying curation, I'm, sh I'm sure you've been all around Europe looking at different um, looking at different practices emerging in different places. How would you sort of like define Belfast or can you define Belfast and Northern Ireland right now? Yeah, I mean, the, the really interesting thing about, I suppose I always compare it to Dublin, to the art scene in Dublin. The art scene in Belfast it's a really supportive art scene. Um, it's obviously a bit smaller um, than the Dublin art scene, but artists and art spaces are really supportive of each other. You know, people, you'll see people like pushing each other's shows, pushing each other's in from events, that type of thing. Um, the Belfast late night art works really well here, especially because, again, it's easy to get around Belfast city centre. It's easy to get around the galleries. And the first thing I noticed when I moved up here was that everybody goes to all the openings. In Dublin, that doesn't really happen so much. I suppose geographically, because a lot of the galleries not aren't so close together. But again, I just feel that there's, it's much more supportive here. It's just like everyone goes to everything, you know. Yes, that was Deirdre Morrissey from Creative Exchange Artist Studios just off the Newton Arge Road in East Belfast. And uh, as Deirdre was explaining, there are quite a number of artists working at the studios there on a day-to-day -day basis. Moving from that studio to a bit of a contrast, a new studio that's just been set up by a little collective of artists. And I think there's only maybe four or five there. They've only got one floor of a sort of a rickety old building in Belfast. I think as you'll find a lot of these artist studios are in rickety old buildings in Belfast. Like a lot of the old buildings in Belfast are quite rickety. This studio is in Lombard Street, right in the centre of town, just around the corner from Fish Garbage, which I'm sure you'll all remember from your teenage years. So Trina Hobson is one of the artists who set up Lombard Studios and I went along to uh, sort of smell that painty air and get a feel of what this new studio is going to be like, what it's going to offer. 
So I'm here with Trina Hobson in her artist studios on Lombard Street in Belfast. And I believe the studio's really new, but you've sort of settled on a name and it's Lombard Studios for now. That's right, yeah. yeah. How are you, Trina? I'm good, thanks. So what's happened? How have you got here? Because um, this is a new move into this building. Yes, yeah, we um, graduated there in June, July time and... I wanted somewhere, I live in Dungannon, so I wanted a studio separate from my house, but in the Belfast area that I could leave the house in the morning and go and and work from to paint in. And obviously some of the other um, people who were graduating this year needed the same sort of mm-hmm. setup. So I was lucky enough to find this place. We've got a full floor here in Lombard Street. And um, I've taken over a floor and then sublet. Uh, there's a total of five studios and I've sublet the other ones to other. They're all painters from Ulster University. And uh, you're in sort of the heart of Belfast, really, just yeah. kind of off the central shopping areas. Although I'm sure the shops on the street would, would, would argue and say it is a central <laughs> shopping area. <laughs> What, what sort of brought you into Belfast? I mean, recently, a lot of studios have sort of the, the, the ideas that the art scene is around Cathedral Quarter and it's like the hot area. You're just sort of on the edge of that, just sort of outside of that little Cathedral Quarter area. Mm-hmm. Um, was it hard to find a space in Belfast? What's the current situation from your perspective of like letting and properties and all of these people who own the buildings and sort of yeah. seem to be letting them rot and ruin? Yeah, it, it was quite difficult. Um, I looked at different places I looked up around Stranmillis area um it was more office um spaces and you would feel a wee bit inhibited in those mm-hmm. spaces um but this was uh this just happened to to be available some of the other places around North Street were more like shop fronts and they were very, very expensive. Um, so, if, yeah, this one was reasonable enough. We could afford this one. Hopefully, once to pay the electric bill and the heating, I'm not quite sure what that's <laughs> going to be yet. But, yeah, I feel very, very lucky that, that I've got this. We have an, um, an architect on the floor below and recording studios above us. So it's all, it's, it, there's a lovely vibe in the place. And, yeah, we've really, we've really... Um, we really feel at home really quite quickly. I love it. And that's kind of a really important aspect of when you're coming to your studio that yeah. you do feel like you're at home and the people around you are going to inspire you to make good work too, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned at the start of, you know, getting a studio space uh, so that it's, you know, getting you out of the house. I mean, there seemed, there was a, a large uh, movement in music of, you know, people realizing they didn't need a recording studio. They could just sort of set up their own studio in their bedroom. Um, but then again, now there's a turn and everyone's realizing, oh, but actually if I stay in my house all day, I don't do any work. <laughs> I mean, was that the case for you? Is, is that quite important to have that separate space? Yeah, I, th- I think, well, I have... Um... I'm a single mum. I have three kids at home and they, they're all a primary school age, um, but a really a good support network. But it actually, it didn't feel sensible or didn't make sense to other people if I was asking my mum maybe to babysit while I was in the basement painting. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't make sense to other people. Uh, they don't understand that you, you really need, and it, I, it was really quite clear 
once I got this face, what I really needed. It wasn't that, um, it wasn't for the, um, the time of tending to my children. It was the actual he head space. So I knew that the, the kids were looked after and I could clock out and leave and drive down the road and 40 minutes down the road give me thinking time. It got me into the mood for painting. So the, by the time I got to the studio then, I could come in and just think about painting. And But if I was at home, it would be, that would be different. I couldn't get a childminder in to stay upstairs while I was downstairs mm -hmm. and I would just feel guilty for that. So I wanted to treat it like a, like a real job, which it is, you know, I need it, to it, it is. And actually <laughs> just before I arrived, uh, listener Trina was actually just finishing off a deal <laughs> and had sold uh, a painting to someone who just walked in off the street. That's kind of nice, isn't it? And then other artists are listening and go, what? How did that happen in all this time of that austerity? Was, that was a bit of a fluke. <laughs> I'd love to say that happened all the time, but, but not quite. I have an exhibition at the minute in Oma, um, in McKenna Gallery. It opened on Saturday. And um, so th this was a person who had who had knew about that, who was on my email list, and um, they'd actually they'd just knocked on the door, and I was able to welcome them in, even though the place is a bit of a mess. And um, so I wasn't so sure. I don't think they were maybe necessarily in to buy something, but it's really really nice for people just to pop in and have a that human conversation, mm. the human contact, the, the support are just people letting you know that you're not totally wasting your time or letting you know that they have an interest, they're interested in it. And that's exactly what's going to happen at the Open Studios Day on that's Saturday, right. which this yeah. program's well, we all about. So, yeah. I'm, I'm glad you did the proper journalistic work there and brought it back to the topic, <laughs> right? So what can the general public, the GP, expect when they arrive at Lombard Studios on Saturday? Um, well, as far as I'm aware, they can expect um, some suki tea. Oh, nice. <laughs> so, um, uh, and we'll all, so there'll be five artists here. Most of the time it opens at 11 o'clock. Uh, it's open from 11 to 5, but a lot of us would work late here. Uh, so people can really, it's open studios, I, I guess, is an opportunity for the public to come in or just people who are interested. They don't have to be out looking for to buy art. They could just be very interested. So it, it's not, for me in particular, I can only speak for myself, it's not about sales at all. It's about a network, um, making contact, human contact with people, letting, letting them see, you know, the serious setup that we have. And... Um, maybe just giving them an insight into what we do from day to day and maybe down the road if they're looking for some art later on, they know where we are then. Well, Trina, you are very busy today. I'm sure you've probably got loads of, uh, well, you're in your overalls, uh, which are covered in paint. Uh, but before I go, I really should ask you about your actual work, right? <laughs> I sort of buried the lead. Um, so I'm looking around uh, in your studio, nice white walls, but uh, you've got your work up there and it's really saturated colours. Uh, well, it's paintings for a start on these uh, canvases, are quite a, a mixture of a range of uh, sizes. How, how would you describe your work to a listener on the, on the radio right now? I know it's quite, kind of hard without actually being able to see it. Um, well, maybe that's not a bad thing. <laughs> uh, well, 
My work, I always work with oil paint on mostly on canvas or board, but it's mostly on canvas and they would be quite strong colours. My background is in interior design, which I've done for 12 years or I've done it for longer, but I've known business for 12 years. So I have a real interest and love of colour, which I hopefully can get that onto the canvas. Uh, But the, I guess the... The content or the subject matter is mostly figurative, so it'd be quite abstracted, figurative, loose gestural brushstrokes, lots of layer for really that's to represent um, time and memory. Okay. Um, so yeah, <laughs> there's more to it than meets the eye. You really have to spend some time with them. <laughs> and and more to it. Admit that meets the ear <laughs> yes, on this podcast yeah. radio show. Well, Trina, it's a, been a delight to meet you and uh, I hope you have fun at Oma Studios at the weekend. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you. So thanks to Trina Hobson there for sharing her experience of setting up studio space in Belfast. I'm sure it's a scary time, but also a really exciting time for her and the artists who are just getting started there at Lombard Studios. Now we're going to take another little dander across Belfast here, not too far, just around the corner really to Hill Street, which is the home of Digital Art Studios. Now Digital Art Studios in Belfast has been running for quite a while and they've moved venues as they've went along. Um, But an artist who has been sort of associated with them over the years, he was in Belfast originally, went over to uh, England, came back. Uh, His name's Richard Davis. And you may recognize him from an earlier episode of The Jewel Case, where he was talking about his music as in the band Heliopause. But we also chatted then about his digital arts practice there too. He's been a resident at DAS for the last year and On the Open Studios Day, he's going to be running a workshop in the afternoon showing off sort of a reactive lighting rig that he's created using software called Ableton Live, which is usually used for music, but he's using it to power a DMX lighting rig, which is sort of that lighting you get for stage lighting where they do all the fancy colour changes and stuff. So Richard's just left us and he's just about to start um, his PhD at Queen's University. Uh, But he came back in the DAS just to have a bit of nostalgic roost tend to chat about his time there and explain what he's going to be doing on Saturday. Okay, I am in DAS, DAS, or to give it its full title, Digital Art Studios in Belfast. And sitting across the studio from me is Richard Davis. Richard, you were on the Jewel Case not so long ago. How have you been? I've been keeping all right, yeah, thanks. How are you? I'm great. You... I think you had just moved back to Belfast fairly recently when we spoke last on the jail case. And now you've sort of settled in. You have been uh, a resident at DAS and you're now beginning New Horizons at Queen's University. That's right. Yeah, I just started at the Sonic Arts Research Centre in a PhD. Oh, here. Craggy. So, um, yeah, it's all good, though. It's, um, yeah, everything's kind of fallen into place since I've been back since the last saw you. So it's hopefully going to be fun. So if anyone missed the last podcast, we were talking about Rich's popular music um, pseudonym Heliopause, uh, mostly, but we also touched on what you make, uh, the sort of things that you make at Digital Art Studios here, which is like light and sound installations. That's right, actually. It was just around the album launch when we last spoke. Uh-huh. So yeah, the music sort of it gets rehashed out into these digital art installations. 
I think that's essentially what we had touched on last time. Come on, rehash. Don't be so humble. Does that sound more artistic? <laughs> Reconstru- decontextualized, De- recontextualized. All of that. So um, one, I mean, the, the recent thing, I did like a, a little piece for Culture Night for the Digital Art Studios um, just before I finished up here, which is really good fun. It w- involved uh, just taking a soundscape of some of my music. Um, it was about a 10 minute piece and then just creating uh, interactive lights to that piece. So mm-hmm. these DMX lights, it's the first time I sort of used that uh, method of interactive lighting, but it was really good fun. So it was very kind of dramatic in the foyer, you know, at nighttime, the whole space just lit up and you could hear the music. And D- DMX, those three letters, DMX lighting is sort of that uh, techy digital stage, sort of theater stage lighting, or I guess they use some music yeah. gigs too. And no, it's, I it's just all thinking, computer programmed. I just think, don't ask me what that even stands for. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> There's Wikipedia. I've okay. said it like I know it. Um, yeah, but this it's was basically sort of it's lighting that can be controlled by either a desk or by computers, and you know, like you can control the colors, um, lighting, sort of frequency and strobe, all the aspects. Most times, people will be used to seeing these at sort of big, high production shows where lights are flashing, different colors, and moving around, and all that sort of thing. You were not using it sort of in that context, but you're using it sort of like in more art installation space and you're not actually manually controlling it. You're letting your music trigger the lighting. Yeah, that's correct. Actually, it, um, this piece for Culture Night was about um, the lights, which kind of became an installation in themselves, but how they lit the actual architecture of the space. And so, yeah, the lights are controlled by essentially the music. Um, you know, it's just however I, I guess I sort of program it to so you've actually been involved with digital art studios here on and off for quite a number of years. And this Saturday at the Open Studios, you'll be showing off, letting people in behind the, I guess, behind the curtain to this technique you did for Culture Night. Yeah, I'll be giving a demonstration of the lights that I use for Culture Night and just showing what I did and then just showing how the lights work and how they can be controlled by Ableton software, essentially, which is what I use mm-hmm. to program or to make music in and just show how they work together. So it's going to be a very lighthearted look. You know, it's not about experience. It's just like anyone who has an, any kind of interest in this uh, can come along and just see sort of the, this, the work that I'm into and or if you have an interest in these kind of lights or Ableton and how lighting can work with Ableton should definitely come down. It's it's quite a niche thing, really. You know, thinking about uh, you know Ableton's a sort of music software program, but then you're using it to work lighting. But actually, it's it's really interesting thing for anyone who has an interest in digital art in any sort of sphere. Yeah, yeah, no, that's true. Like, um, I I love this is a technology that I've been wanting to get into more from the music side because you can create lighting that just reacts instantly and very. Um, uniquely to your music but for the installation side I've always used LEDs uh, that light up in the same way with how you interact with sculpture or anything and with the sounds so it's just it's a lot more accessible way of doing it I think it's just more plug and play um, Mm -hmm. than I found before with like soldering LEDs and trying to use all these wires and stuff like that was a bit bit painful so um, (laughs) yeah this is a lot more fun definitely so you've been sporadically involved with digital art studios for a number of years. Talk us through that sort of process because at Open Studios Day, people will be popping in and seeing where artists work and how they work. 
what was your experience of being based and working from DAS? Um, it's a great place. Like I've, I've just enjoyed being connected with it uh, in different ways over the years. Um, I've actually ended up doing a couple of residencies here since it originally began. And I've been a resident here for the last year, um, which I've now stopped since I'm starting at Queens. But um, it's such a great little space, um, not only to connect with other artists, but just um, a desk space that you can go in and the facilities they have for workshops and just access to equipment. It's just really great. Like this, it means I can just have access to cameras and, you know, stuff that I just can't afford myself. You know, it's just all part of that. Um, and you can just sit and explore your own work, your projects, and usually maybe have a chance to have a little exhibition if it's happening. So we've got the uh, music making Richard Davis in Heliopause, and then we've got this digital artist who works with lighting, does animation and things. And are you ever able to bring all these parts together into, say, one work or one show? That's actually a really good question. I think where I'm trying to get with the PhD is to try and integrate it as much as possible. Like I've been doing with the digital art, bringing music and installation artwork Mm -hmm. together. The animation is just always going to be separate. It's traditional. It's a very, it's its own thing, which I love doing. But the music and the interactive installation work is kind of fusing a lot better. Like the installation allows me to be a bit more experimental with this sonic aspect, like all the sound making and composition. But then in the gig space, um, I'll even be doing a gig in November where I'm going to have the interactive lighting on stage for the first time. Hmm. So like I'll be performing songs with Ableton and then having the lights react to that, which, you know, I'm going to give it a go and see. And if it works, I think it could be quite, you know, quite exciting, really. And where is the gig in November? It's at The Egg. It's the 24th of November. Um And it's free in. They do these free gigs every Thursday. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, um yeah, it's on the 24th. And uh, yeah, strange choice of venue, you'd think, but actually it's supposed to be a pretty good spot. Bring your own lighting rig. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, Richard, it's been great to chat to you and good to hear about your experience as a studio member at DAS. So on the day, on the Saturday, people will be able to come and have a chat with you, not only about your sort of work in general, but also get that behind the scenes look at how the the special Ableton uh, lighting rig works. Yeah, I'll be, um, there's no sort of... um, Wizard of Oz aspect, you know, like I'm going to be showing off exactly sort of what I get up to behind the scenes with the music and the lights. People can drop down to digital art studios during the open studios all day and they can just come in and see what the space is about and see artists that are here and talk to them about the space and how it works. But I'll be here from one um, specifically just to give a little demonstration about the lights and how they, I work with them in Ableton. And yeah, just be very lighthearted, fun. So come down. So that was Richard Davis, a.k.a. Heliopause. If you want to check out the interview that I did with Richard for The Jewel Case quite a few episodes ago now, you can find that at thejewelcase.johndarcy.com. Along with all the other old episodes of The Jewel Case, there's interviews with musicians, writers, all sorts of creative people there. So we have one more set of artists we're going to chat to. I wanted to hear more about a project called AMINI, Artists 
moving image, Northern Ireland. Uh, and the two people behind that are Michael Hanna, who's an artist based at Platform Studio. So he'll be there on Open Studios Day and his partner in crime, Jacqueline Holt. So I went over to the Mac where they're currently based as artists in residence, where they'll be doing a lot of work to uh, sort of organize future A-M-I-N-I things, Amini. I think I can say, say it like that. So I am in the Mac in Belfast in a room called The Study. You may not know The Study. It's sort of in the sort of a a little corner upstairs hidden away in the Mac. And that's where their artists in residence live. And uh, over the last number of years, the Mac have had loads of great artists in residence. uh, People like Isabel Anderson, who you may recognize from the podcast. Actually, uh, yours truly was an artist residence at one stage as well uh, for the Sark Sounds in the City. what would you call it? Project. But our current artisan residents are from A-M-I-N-I, Amini, which is artists moving. Moving image, Northern Ireland. Yes. And the voice you're hearing right now is Michael Hanna. Michael, how are you? I'm good. Thanks. And uh, your partner in crime here is Jacqueline Holt. Jackie, how's it going? Yeah, great. Thanks. Yeah. So Michael, tell me a bit more about Amini. Uh, So we set up about a year ago as Amini to try to uh, sort of fill a gap in Northern Ireland in terms of artists moving image. There weren't very many screenings on and uh, we wanted to set up a place sort of to deal with that and help develop local people working in artists moving image. And Michael, how would you describe your work? Yeah, my work's kind of a combination of uh, found footage and uh, stuff that I produce myself. Um, And usually it's kind of environmental, so it'll respond to the space. It'll be like an installation usually rather than just a video. So Amini's really sort of grown from that need of, I guess, more of an audience for video art and installation video work. And I guess more of a community aspect to it like a networking of artists working in this field yeah I would say so and like also to sort of you know sort of raise the level of knowledge about that work uh within within Northern Ireland and Belfast specifically I suppose and uh you know how we talk about it and everything and I think there's a lot of people who are working in that medium sort of and have an interest in it who aren't connected with each other and I think part of this the whole project as a whole is to connect people up and sort of have that dialogue and that learning yeah one of the things we do as a mania is host the Lux Belfast Critical Forum which is a monthly discussion group with artists and curators and writers and it's been really good to get together with people and um, meet up and have a sort of space to talk and discuss ideas. And what's the focus of your time spent here at the MAC as artists in residence? Well, one of the the primary um, activities or projects that we're working on is to, um, last year, um, the MAC uh, hosted the screenings of the shortlisted Jarman Award nominees uh, and this year they're they're doing the same thing again but um, part of what we were working on here is to expand that into uh, a longer sort of, sort of throughout the afternoon to focus on artist moving image um, 
um, as it's developing here, I guess, or have a discussion about what is artist moving image. Um, and also um, we've invited Aideen Doran, who's a filmmaker um, from here, but trained in Glasgow, and she'll be coming uh, to talk about her work and we'll be screening, you know, screening some of her work here as well. So, so Michael, at the minute you're, uh, you're based at a platform studios as well. And, and Jackie used to be based yeah. there too. Will you be there on open studios day? Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I've been there for the past couple of open studio days. What is your sort of day to day activity and platform? Because I guess most people walking into these open studios days might be expecting, you know, lots of canvases on the walls and maybe the smell of paint. But as a moving image artist, that's probably not quite likely. Yeah. Open studios is a good opportunity for people to see what goes on, like what, you know, get to know um, individual artists a bit more and how they work. Um, Yeah, I mean, my space um operates kind of like an office space you know mostly i'm editing uh video so i'm working on the computer most of the time Mm. um so yeah it's not maybe a traditional artist studio with paint everywhere and jackie have you got a studio space at the minute yourself no not at the moment you know well then this is a good this saturday then is a good opportunity for you to suss out maybe where you want to move next yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the wonderful thing about Belfast is that there's some terrific uh, studio spaces here. And there's a lot of good artists working in the town. Uh, one of the things that I like particularly about Belfast is that um, there's a real sort of proactive community of artists. So like, if you have an idea, there's people you can go to and resources, you know, even equipment that you can sort of gather together and make things happen in quite a, you know, a light-footed way sort of thing. That was Michael Hanna and Jacqueline Holt from Amini, Artists Moving Image Northern Ireland, currently based at the MAC for their residency there. But uh, as we as we heard there, Michael will be at Platform Studios on the day of Belfast Open Studios. And that brings us to the end of this week's Jewel Case. I hope that it has encouraged you to get out and check out all these artist studios in Belfast on Saturday the 22nd of October. If you want to find out more information about the day's events, go to belfastopenstudios.com. As we said, Richard Davis is uh, running that lighting workshop at DAS, Digital Art Studios, but Belfast Print Workshop have a couple of workshops on. There's loads of things happening on the day. So just go to the website, belfastopenstudios.com and find out more. Also, a bit of a heads up on the 5th of November, that's a couple of Saturdays time, there is a speed curating event at Belfast Exposed where artists and curators and organizers, exhibitors can all meet and share their ideas, network, get to know each other. And as Rob says, really tend to the flames of this energy we have in Northern Ireland right now. It's very exciting. So I would like to thank Rob from Visual Artists Ireland, Rob Hilkin, their Northern Ireland manager, for telling us all about the Belfast Open Studios Day and for helping me arrange the interviews with the other artists. There's Deirdre Morrissey from Creative Exchange Artist Studios, Trina Hobson from Lombard Studios, Richard Davis from DAS, Jacqueline Holt, and Michael Hanna, who's based at Platform Studios. 
So that's us for this week. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, wherever that is personal to you. Do it your own way. I do it on iTunes, but I don't know, maybe use Android, maybe use Stitcher. I don't know. We're not on SoundCloud, but we are on Audio Boom as well. It's the dual case with me, John Darcy. If you want to get in touch, just tweet me at underscore John Darcy. Remember the underscore makes the J look a bit longer, which is very aesthetically pleasing. And speaking of aesthetics, I hope you have a lovely weekend at Belfast Open Studios and I'll see you really soon. Mm-hmm.